there are certain subjects that not everybody feels comfortable talking about. Say, for example, infertility. If you've gone through IVF or you've struggled to conceive or you can't have children, not everybody wants to talk about that subject. And I get that. Uh, broken bones. For some reason, if you talk about breaking your bone or you've cut yourself open, my husband literally crumbles. He's like, don't tell me. I can't talk about that. No, no, I don't even. It makes him cringe. Just the word blood can make some people cringe. Blood. Yes, because it can it can come out of any orifice, couldn't it? Or cut. So it can make a lot of people cringe as well. There are also some subject matters that you shouldn't really laugh about. So say, for example, if somebody falls over, it's, it, it's not necessarily, well, it's not very appropriate to laugh at somebody who's fallen over, especially if it's somebody elderly. So falling over can be quite funny, but then it's almost like if it's somebody old, it's not funny. So there are certain things that you can laugh about and you can't laugh about. And who sets up the rules for this? Society? I don't know. I think we all have our own sort of little gauges as to what we find funny and what we don't find funny. And at the moment, the way that the world is, we're getting very, very overly sensitive with a lot of subjects. This is so relevant with today's guest speaker. I met Estelle Ma at a networking event. Um, I was actually talking at this networking event and afterwards, well, in fact, actually, when we had the meal, I was staring at her for ages. But I'll tell you a little bit more about that anyway in a moment. Um, Afterwards, she came up to me and um, I was talking about the podcast. I was talking about Chuffed. And she came up to me and she said, oh, I've got a podcast. And I said, oh, come on, what is it? What's your podcast? She said, it's called Get It Off Your Chest, The Funny Side to Breast Cancer. So obviously being British and an ex-people pleaser, I literally was like, uh, 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 I can't laugh. Uh, uh, uh. And then I thought, do you know what? Tell me some more. T- please tell me about it. I really want to know about it. We had the best conversation, the best conversation. Estelle Marr, with her podcast, is creating a community of people who have either been through cancer, breast cancer, survived it, lost family through it, lost loved ones through it, but through the power of laughter and funny experiences, situation scenarios that have happened during this time, she's creating this incredible environment where people can come together and share their stories, either share their experiences or remember their loved ones. And I remember going through IVF, the only way I could get through it was through laughter. I totally understand that that isn't for everybody. Today, this podcast episode might not be for you and I accept that. But if you find that smiling and laughing through the darkest days gets you to the light again, this is definitely an episode for you to listen to. And I know for a fact you're going to really enjoy it. Fabulous. Splendid. Thrilled. Oh, I'm chuffed to bits. Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to Chuffed. Chuffed is possibly one of the best British slang words and it feels so good to say. Chuffed is when you're winning, when things are going your way. You can be chuffed for yourself or chuffed for someone else. This podcast is about sharing and championing those little wins in life. You know the ones I mean. You don't share them on social media because you don't want to look like you're blowing your own trumpet. Not here. Blow away. It's relatable, motivational and inspirational. You simply cannot be chuffed and have a bad day. I like to describe this podcast as a voice note from your best friend. Follow me now on socials with at Chuff Podcasts. And thank you for stopping by. You'll be chuffed to bits you did. 
Okay, so as you know, I do an awful lot of networking and I'm the sort of person who loves to go to networking events, not just to talk about myself. <laughs> no, seriously, I do actually love to meet new women and I want to hear their stories and talk to other women. And I I feel so inspired every time I go to networking events because I always end up meeting somebody new. And I'm not the sort of person that sort of shies away from a networking event. I will literally walk in and go, hi, who are you? Ha, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I did a, a talk at a networking event for a wonderful friend of mine, Trisha, who I've known for years and absolutely adore. Trisha herself, and she won't mind me showing this, has actually just recovered from breast cancer. Now, she's so hardcore, you wouldn't have known because she was still playing golf, going through the whole thing. Anyway, at her event, I talked about podcasting, shared my story, how I started podcasting. And at the end of the event, I had the most wonderful opportunity to chat with new women. And today's guest speaker is one of those new women who, I'll be honest with you, Estelle, I was staring at you anyway from across the dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't creepy. Please don't think I'm creepy. But she's just got the most amazing. Creepy, or you've got a crush on me. (laughs) She's got the most amazing hair, right? And I was like, my God, her hair's fabulous. Is it a perm, right? I love I love curly hair. Like really love curly hair. And I was like, oh my God, look at her hair. It's amazing. And then when you came up and spoke to me afterwards, I was like, oh, I've attracted her. Great. This is brilliant. And I'm so chuffed. And I genuinely mean that to have Estelle Ma on my show today because she has got her own podcast. And I honestly cannot wait for her to tell you the story about how she started this podcast, because not only is it inspiring, it is so heartfelt. And it's a woman who's literally overcome her own hurdles and her own shit can we say her own shit Happy yeah yeah definitely so yeah. and sharing her experiences with everyone else to inspire others Estelle's podcast if you haven't listened already to it please go and find it it's called get it off your chest and um yeah and she's joining me here today so welcome Estelle welcome thank you Sally thanks for having me on your show no, honestly, and I genuinely mean that. I was staring at you over over lunch, but it was, obviously, whilst I was eating my lettuce, that was well sexy because we went to a really nice place, didn't we? Oh, it was lovely. But for all the listeners now, there, it's not a perm; it is natural. <laughs> <laughs> I do get asked that an awful lot, you know. Do you know what? Yeah. I was a big fan of the wet perm in the 90s and everything. And it really was. I really was. And but I never had a diffuser. So whenever I used to put my mousse in, it used to be just like a crunch ball. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Really scrunch, had the crunch. I actually went to a networking event the other day and I was talking about the podcast. And right at the end, this woman said, It's not podcast related, but I'd just like to know what hair products you use. <laughs> like, for God's sake. <laughs> I love women that we can do that though. I just love that. So, anyway, yeah. and, uh, here you go. This is what I'm using and by the way have a listen <laughs> <That's exactly it. laughs> right so it's still, you've not always been a podcaster this is a totally new thing for you isn't it so tell us I mean there's I really want people to understand where you come from and what your background is so you know pl- well, please do start well my a lot of my background is like a corporate background yeah I was that boring person who was leader the team and you know as, as the years went by just got very deflated with it all Anyway, one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to be a writer. So I gave gave up a really well-paid job, started writing. But by the time I got to my third novel, I discovered I had breast cancer. Um, and yeah, you know, it's I'm not going to sit here and go on about it. Everybody knows it's really shitty. So then the third book actually ended up being um, about my breast cancer journey, but it wasn't a work of nonfiction or a self-help book or anything like that. I called my uh, cancer Tracy. 
So the book is centered around Tracy, who um, basically the the victim, should we say, the cancer victim in the book can see her. She turns into a human form that moves in her house. So she's trying to evict Tracy out of the house while also going through breast cancer and trying to get rid of Tracy and her breast, for want of a better word. No need the only the lead character can see Tracy. Anyway, from that, um, I've, you know, I t- started doing um, more writing and then started publishing. And somebody reached out to me and said, uh, how would you like to, you know, go on a podcast with me? And I said, oh, yeah, fine. Anyway, a couple of conversations later, I realised that she didn't mean for me to go on her show. She wanted to do one with me, and her name's Andrea. So she was, um, she's also had breast cancer. So we decided that we wanted to do something, but we wanted to make it a little bit different. So there's a lot of podcasts out there that talk about, you know, oh, well, I've lost my breast and it was so awful. And it is awful, but there's an awful lot of people who don't want to hear that because we've all got that tale. But what me and Andrea found that when we told anybody funny stories, sometimes we get the reaction of, you're not allowed to tell that story because, you know, it's about cancer. You're like, well, why can't it? You can't really, you know, have fun. You can't smile about cancer. Like, well, you know, when you have your half a chest carved out and you find that laughing about it is the only medicine that keeps you going, then, yeah, you'll have an opinion. But right now you're stood there with your perfectly healthy body and you can't really tell me what I can and can't do. So... Angie said she'd been through similar experiences. So we've created this podcast for people to tell. We we call them those inappropriate stories, but they're not really. Some of the stories are fabulous. Um, But it's about giving these cancer warriors, that audience, that platform, that arena, to say these stories. And, yeah, and it's it's been so successful. For some reason, we're huge in America, and I don't know why we can't seem to gain traction in the UK. (laughs) But, yeah, but everybody in America wants to talk to us. But, yeah, we've had some great stories. So this was literally your friend Andrea who approached you and said, let's do a podcast together. Yeah. And who was it who decided to incorporate then the comedy side of things? Because... You know, you're totally right you're talking about something and you know when you were just saying it then you can't you can't talk about that because it's cancer and it's not funny and it's mm-hmm. it's it's serious that I I honestly at the moment and we're living in a world where we are losing our sense of humor especially oh, in the UK especially in the UK and I used to live in the states and the states used to go oh my god you Brits you're hilarious you're so funny oh, yeah. and like we're now <laughs> no we're not funny anymore we're as miserable as shit do you know what I mean we can't even <laughs> laugh at ourselves and it's 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 actually, I think it's scary. I think it's really scary that we're becoming so serious. I um, and so who was it who decided to incorporate that kind of comedy element to it? it that that was that was probably me. I just said, look, I'm, I'm not doing the, the run-of-the-mill podcast where we sit there and talk about, like, how you're going to lose your hair through chemotherapy. You don't need a podcast for that. You just need to pick up the leaflet or talk to your GP. I said, we, we it's got to be funny. We've got to find that funny level. Um, and and then it was born from that. Um, we were saying, God, there must be funny stories. And then we were saying, well, I remember saying this and people not receiving it particularly well. And some people did and some people didn't. Um, and then when we started talking about our experiences of telling stupid stories about you know things that happened to us during cancer, um, we realised that 
yeah the, it couldn't have just been us there must be other people out there um and sure enough there are there are hundreds thousands of women coming forward to say i've got this mad story that you know i tried to tell my family and they didn't think it was particularly funny and weren't me and andrea just killing ourselves laughing <laughs> over it you know what i mean going yeah yeah we, we've been there we've done that but, but yeah, how many people yeah fabulous- so many people must be able to relate to you, like yeah. uh, which is unreal. And yet yeah. it's it's strange because you are the women who've been through it. Like you said, you're the women who've been under the knife. You've been through chemotherapy. And the way that you sort of coped with that and as a coping strategy is, do you know what? You laughed and laughter is medicine. And this is where people are not smiling. Do you know how powerful a smile is alone, let alone laughter? And it's, it's, yeah, you're right. You, you said then it's, it's shit. It, it is shitty, you, you know, and I've got a friends that have, like I mentioned earlier, Trisha went through it and, you know, good Lord, Trisha didn't tell anyone really. Do you know, Trisha said to me, um, we were on a zoom call in lockdown and I said, oh, I'll jump on and I'll, 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 I'll meet, um, I'll see you on zoom, Trisha. And she actually phoned me and she went, I just wanted to give you a call. Um, I might look a bit different cause I'm wearing a wig. Um, I've got oh. breast cancer. I'm going through chemotherapy. And I was like, never told anybody. She just sort of, oh, love her. but then when she stood up at the event and she was talking about how she's, she's sort of been going to Maggie's house, hasn't she? And she's been having conversations, mm. but the one thing that she's found real solace in is chatting to other women about yeah. going through it. And that is so powerful. And what you're doing is creating a platform where you're having conversations, aren't you with other women and you're having conversations, other men, other people who've gone through cancer treatment. Yeah. And so- it's a form of therapy for them as well, you know, because there are, you know, we have noticed there's a lot of women out there who didn't get that support while they are cancer. You know, they call it cancer ghosting, where basically all your friends seem to disappear because they don't know how to handle it and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of people who come on the show and while it might not come across, you know, when you have those pre-chats or the after chats, you know, after recording and you hear that a lot of their support just disappeared so they're using the the podcast as a bit of a where they can join a community where they feel like they belong to something, you know, where it's like, well, that's exactly how I felt, but I couldn't tell anybody about it at the time. Um, so even if they don't come on the show, at least then they can sit there and relate and think, well, do you know how I felt? I actually felt really normal then because because everybody disappears. I felt abnormal or whatever. So yeah, that's been the lovely little side effect of it that we we've only just started discovering that people are getting comfort out of this podcast because they're hearing women who sound like them. That's the thing, you know. That is so powerful. Yeah. I've always so obviously I I I mean you you you'll know this because I've uh, I, I mentioned this at the event that we were at and I was talking at it. I went through IVF. Um, now I I did follow a lot of IVF um mummers and. I found it a lot of people taking pictures of their needles and a lot of people taking pictures of negative pregnancy tests. That to me is like attracts like, why would you want to do that and put it out there? It's shit. You know, it's, yeah. it's awful when you're always trying, you know, I tried for kids for years and years and years. Um, and th- there's a lot of people sort of filming themselves crying with their heads in their hands where they've. Uh, well, see, uh, I don't get that. That's just. I don't get that me. either. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm sorry. So I no, don't get that. I either. joined a few Facebook groups with cancer, and that's all they were going on about. Look at look at my scars. Look at this. Like you know, five minutes after surgery, and you, I'm like, why why do I want to see that? I don't want to see that. It's not that I, I'm not sympathetic. I am, but I don't need to see it. I know it goes on. I know it's crap, and 
I've been through it myself, so I know exactly what these women are going through, but I don't understand this need to 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 pull it out there to to like you said, hold your hands in your head and cry. But to that's that to me is a bit strange because that means you've got to turn on the video for a start, and then all of a sudden you're all gonna start crying. I don't know, it just seems all a bit bizarre and a bit showy for me, and, and it's all for the wrong reasons, but that yeah. could and so no, funny. I listen. Listen, I, I, I each to their own. I'm never going to criticize anybody for doing what they're doing, but I'm allowed my own opinion, just like you mm. are as well. Yeah. And it's almost like if you're going, why would you want somebody to film you crying at your hardest moment? It's just to me, it doesn't. It, it's it's not healthy, personally. I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. And I think that the one thing that we should be doing is lifting each other up and looking at positives. And we are yeah. not looking at positives. We're not looking at positives. We're not looking at laughter as a form of good medicine and good health. And instead, we're all easily offended. We're all yeah. so bloody easily offended that it's becoming a dangerous world where everybody's afraid to say anything because you're like, oh, hang on a minute. You know, I don't want to crack a joke in this situation because I might offend someone. Well, the thing is, if you are offended, guess what? It wasn't for you. It's not your audience and they're not your customers. That's it. That's, That's how exactly I see it. it. I was at a networking event, um, funny enough, this week, sat next to a woman um, and she was like, oh, you know, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I do publishing and writing and podcasting. Oh, what's your podcast about? So I told her. And um, and I said, you know, the, the whole point of the podcast is to make people smile what have you and you could see her face was just it didn't change at all um and I just but I read it and I said if you have cancer and she said yes yes um I didn't find anything funny about it at all and you're the way you've just said it, it just rang in my ears and I thought well you're not my audience then yeah. because it's not for you if you want to deal with it by you know yeah, how you deal with it that that's fine that's that's one way of dealing with it but um there's an awful lot of women out there who can't cope it with it like that in such a I don't know quiet way private way negative way whatever way it is but our way was to to shout about it and go hey you know that shitty thing happened to me but you know what happened that was really funny blah 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 yeah. And, that's what and I'm want. and I'm here and I'm here and yeah, I'm laughing about it, it and I want to help that's other women it. and I'm yeah. and I want to smile and I want to tell other women that you you can get through it you know it is possible and that's where that's why I started the podcast that's why um, I'll tell you this story Estelle this is terrible but it, it is hilarious but I know a lot of women will go that's inappropriate second round of IVF I have to go for a harvest and it's where you basically get knocked out on a general anesthetic and they're going with a massive needle and they go into you so you've, you've grown your ovaries to the size of a grapefruit and they go in and take your eggs. Oh, so it's brutal. And like God. afterwards, you feel like you've been kicked between the legs. And then they've knocked me out. And then I've come back to my husband sat next to me and you've got a cup of tea and some biscuits waiting for you. And they're going, Sally, come on, Sally. You're all right, Sally. And I'm going, oh, I'm really <laughs> sexy. Do you know what I mean? Oh. You think you're only out for about 20 minutes, but still, you know, for a fact, you've had your legs in stirrups. Everybody's looked at your feet whilst you've been out. Right. So you've made sure it's clean and shaved. <laughs> And then I'm lying there, I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and um, I went, I'm like, oh, did you get any? Did you get any? Because first time round, they only got one and it wasn't great. So I'm just like, the second time round, have you got any? Did you get any eggs out of me? Did you get yeah. any? And Scott goes, I don't know, babe, they're not in here yet. But sh don't get upset. But you had a little shit on the doctor whilst he was up there. All right. Oh, <laughs> I was mortified. You know, like the scene from Bridesmaids where she's sitting in the car and she's going, I shit my pants, I shit my pants, like that. And I'm going, 
oh my god I've shit myself I've shit myself I've shit my pants I've shit my pants I've shit my pants like this and I went did I do a poo on name, on the doctor yeah. there was Mohammed I went did I poo on Mohammed that's what I was going did I poo on Mohammed did I poo on Mohammed and it's got good yeah you did a, don't get upset babe they're up there I think it happens a lot you did a little poo on Mohammed but he's all right he's, he understands and I'm like oh <laughs> Luckily, he had his gloves on. <laughs> yeah, pass me the tea and the biscuits. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he was sat there eating a bourbon and a couple of Jaffa cakes. <laughs> <laughs> then Rachel, who's my nurse, came in and she went, Guess what? I went, I know I took a shit on Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? You're not constipated. <laughs> And she went, no, we got five eggs. And I went, I know, but I did it. I know, and I did, I did a poo on him. She went, no, you didn't. Who told you that? And it was Scott. Scott went, I'm only trying to cheer her up. <laughs> I hadn't shit on him at all. Oh, oh Scott, you asshole. Like that. But then, do you know what? So some people, that would have been their worst nightmare. To me, I needed him to do that. I really, yeah. and I could have absolutely strangled him, but I really needed him to lift the mood for me. I really did. And it's, and do you know what? I think like, one of those eggs was Roman, who's my four-year-old son. I was so, just going to say, was there any success with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five eggs. I yeah, yeah. Okay. So one of those is Roman, who is my, is my, is my little boy. So I needed that. And e- even when I ended up going through a C-section and I had to have an emergency C-section, I had an infection and I said to them, yeah. drop the screen. I need to see him coming out of me. And Scott was going, no, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. No, you don't. No, no, I like, no. No, I do. I do. I've got to see. And Scott was like, Sally, why do you need to see him coming out of you? And I went, because they might wheel another baby and let's make sure he's ours. Scott <laughs> went, I can't look at her. And the doctor's like, don't worry, Scott, you look like. down. And they drop the screen. You can see all your guts. I could see everything. Do you know what I mean? But I was just like, it was amazing. Why, Sally? I know. Why? <laughs> Absolute <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> afterwards Scott went I don't know what it was like saving Private Ryan it was horrendous <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did he think all your entrails were all over the floor <laughs> he said it was horrendous it was like say, a scene from saving Private Ryan I don't want to see that yeah. again but you're right those moments where people are too busy filming themselves and you know getting these perfect moments you we we only found laughter in that we found loads of laughter in it and you know I can't relate to what you've been through Estelle but what is wonderful is that you are relating to thousands of other women about what they've gone through and you're and you know what you're doing it with a smile on your face and imagine how many other people you're helping smile to get through that do you know what I mean I think that's yeah yeah yeah. that's been that like we said that's been the the most lovely lovely thing um, you know, every guest that comes on now, straight away, they've been like, just dying to get on this show because we're just dying to tell this story. And we're like, yay, yay, good, good, good. Uh, we've had them all turning up with all wearing all kinds. They don't realise it's a it's a podcast and you can't see them, but but we can. But yeah, we have one woman on the other day uh, and I had to take a screenshot of it where she had turned a bra into a crown and she'd put loads of crystals on it and she wore this crown all the way through the interview but she was she was absolutely nuts but she was the perfect guest you know because she was just full of energy um and like I said you know this this is what we want we just want to spread all this positivity you know loads of people said to me the the year I got cancer you know 2019 was a really bad year for you wasn't it and I was like yeah well it was a bit chick because I got breast cancer but 
you know, out of that, I said, I didn't realise how popular I was until I got breast cancer. <laughs> I didn't realise how much I was loved until I got breast cancer. So the way I look at it, that you know, that was a positive thing. And that's been that's been a strange thing we found lately um, when we've been doing the podcast is, and I know this is going to, there's going to be a few people who sit here now and raise their eyebrows at this. But we have started to find guests, and Angie and I have already admitted it on the show, where we're glad we had breast cancer because wow. of the effect that it's had on our lives in a positive way. The people it's introduced us to, the different paths that it's put us on. It's, you know, and that's the thing about us. We're completely focused on that positivity side effect from breast cancer. And yeah, it takes a while to get there. I know there's women probably sat there now, might be listening to this and maybe they just had a diagnosis or they've still got drains hanging out of them. But, you know, a few years down the line, when you realise what the positive thing is that's come out of it and whatever it is for you, a lot of women do turn around and go, if it wasn't for breast cancer, that would not have happened to me. So I'm kind of glad I had it. And it's a really bizarre thing to say, I know. But it it is, it, and I don't know if it's it's just for breast cancer people or other people who've been on a, on a cancer journey. I don't know, but certainly we've started to find that, and it's it's a bizarre thing to say when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah, it is bizarre. It is because, like you said just then, there'll be people who are in the in the thick of it at the moment who will be thinking, yeah. "I wish I didn't have it." You know, why is this? Why has this happened to me? Why has this happened to me? And yet you're the silver lining who is saying that this is the reason why it's happened to you is because look at what you've look what you look at what you're achieving now. The that's other it. side of it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's so powerful what you and Andrea are doing. So, so to get hold of Estelle, you can find her podcast. It's on Instagram, isn't it? So it is get off your chest. Yep. Get it and off then, your chest. The funny side of breast cancer. And we're on all major podcast platforms, but yeah. Have a look. Have a little look. We're on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can find us there. And it is just a case of people can just go and click on your Instagram page and then get through to you as well. And are you are you always open for more guest speakers as well, Estelle? Always, yeah. Our criteria is only that you've had breast cancer or you uh, have, you know, you're close to somebody who's had breast cancer, or you might be a health worker who deals with breast cancer patients. But you just got to find a funny. You just got to have a funny story. Um, but I know we've had like people come on and they just want to share. That's not our podcast. It's not about sharing and, you know, telling us about your breast cancer journey. No, we want those specific funny stories. That's our only criteria. Do you know what? It's really powerful that you said you we're talking about laughter through sickness, because I'm sure I went to an event once and it was like a, a public speaking event. I can't remember who it was that was speaking. And he was telling a story about how his mother when she was, she was very sick, critically ill in hospital. And all she said to him was, this is when VHSs were around, like videos. She said, just bring me a load of videos in that are going to make me laugh. And she actually laughed herself out of hospital. So she laughed herself back to health. When when I was recovering, I wouldn't watch anything depressing. I always say, you know, I never watched EastEnders. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's dying in EastEnders anyway, aren't they? Or they're getting shouted at. I thought, no, I'm steering clear of all negative telly. And all I watched was comedies. That was all I watched just to keep my mood up. I had one bad day where I just have to diagnose this when I had a Bette Midler day. 
Oh. I cried my eyes out, got it out my system, and then that was it after that. No, I, I, that was all I watched. I wouldn't allow people to even talk negative in front of me. You know, when they'd go, oh, you poor thing. I'd be like, oh, no, sod off. Go away. You know, go and cry in your own house. Don't be crying in front of me. Don't cry mm-hmm. for me when I'm not crying myself uh, as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. Because that's, that's like they mean well and people yeah. do get upset, but don't do it in front of me because I just, that's what I can't cope with. I, I, I can't cope with negative people. They drive no. me insane. It drains. Well, it, it, that's exactly, it's actually more exhausting to be angry and negative than what it is to be positive. It's mm-hmm. it, because it just, it, you know, it's it, it's so uplifting. And what you're doing is you're helping others. And that's what I think is just so powerful. And you're right. You're, you're right. You are attracting your own kind of people that are coming up and they're saying, do you know what? This is what I found funny, but I couldn't tell anybody. And I yeah. think that's wonderful. So you're actually giving people a platform to share their stories on. Um, like Thanks. I shared mine. I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, that story that I told you then. I've told that story to a couple of other people who went through IVF and they didn't mm-hmm. find it funny at all there you go so so you know exactly what it is the the details different but the the reaction is exactly the same you know and what you're doing is brilliant as well because you're talking about it you're talking about the fun side of it you know you're talking even about your partner telling jokes as well you know and that that is brilliant you know me and Pete me and my husband He's had cancer a couple of times. And I remember him saying to him, you know, you look like you're losing weight there. And he went, oh, that'd be the cancer. And, you know, and like him doing a little shimmy, like he was absolutely stunning. You know what I mean? You've just got to find that tumour humour, as we call it, you know. But you're oh, doing exactly the same thing, just bringing all that humour to, to, yeah, that's not a great thing to go through, IVF. It's, it's bloody horrible. But... It wasn't horrible every day, was it, Sally? No. And look at this is it. And it's almost like the more positive I stayed. And I, you know, if you listen to the uh, previous episodes in this, in, in, in my podcast, you'll know that I did affirmations every day. I totally kept my eyes on the prize. I knew for a fact what I wanted. And, and I've put it straight out there to the universe. And that sounds a bit woo-woo sometimes. And my husband says, oh, you're a bit fucking woo. But for me, it worked. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's 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 all that really matters is for me, it, I did I, I achieved exactly what I wanted to achieve. And yeah. this is where laughter has been so powerful for us. And I know it has for you as well and your partner, but also we need to find that fun again with ourselves. We need to learn to laugh more as, as grown adults. We need to be a bit more daft. Do you know what I mean? We don't need to be, yeah. we, we, we've, we've become so serious in recent years that we've lost that funny side to the British humor. British sense of yeah. humor used to be renowned and we're losing it. And it's such a shame that we're losing it. And I don't know why, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or what, but I just, I don't know when the world became so bloody serious about stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just like the, the what is it, the PC police, is it? Just came in and literally yeah, just yeah. sanitised everything. No, yeah, totally right. I mean, <laughs> I remember... Fighting to react. Yeah, I, my granddad died, oh my God, about 17 years ago, bless him. And I remember about 20 years ago, he fell down my mum's stairs when he came to stay at our house, right? Yeah. And he ended up breaking his knee. He had to, he, he broke his leg. Um, And I said, oh my God, we were driving to the hospital, make sure granddad's okay. So he went in an ambulance and then we, I went in my car with my sister and then we ended up going to see him. This is like a couple of days later, you had to stay in for a week. And he had a little gown on and we went to see him in his room. And I went, you're right, Grandad. I said, go on, Grandad, let's see your cast. As he whipped his um, little gown back, his old manhood was on display. He went, oh, 
Don't see me old man, Sally. It'll put you off for life. <laughs> he had the best. The poor bugger couldn't walk. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, don't look at me old man. It'll put you off for life. That will sell. And I just think now, I think, God's granddad, you was, he was one of the funniest people. Even up until the end, he was just, yeah. he loved his life. He lived his life to the fullest and he found fun in everything that he did. He had the best. Some people are just naturally funny, aren't they? And I think, but the the ones that are naturally funny, I think they're the ones who get the most frustrated when they just keep coming up against these, you know, these very serious people who think life has to be taken very, very seriously because I don't know why. I don't know if they think they're going to get to heaven quicker or they get a bigger medal when they get up there. I don't know what it is. Bigger stroke from Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus said hi because you were were dead serious and boring. He gave you a good fist pump on the way in, love. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I want Jesus to smack me off when I go through the pearly gates and go, ah, yeah. <laughs> I want Jesus to be a scouser. <laughs> Estelle, this is the best conversation I've had in ages. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast as a guest. I Love cannot it. thank you enough. Right, if you want to reach out to Estelle, please do so. She's on Instagram. You can find the podcast as well on all platforms. It is called Get It Off Your Chest, and I guarantee you it'll help you smile, whether you're going through treatment, whether you've been through treatment, whether you haven't at all. It is one of those podcasts that really gives you a good kick up the ass and puts a massive smile on your face. Estelle, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute ball. Oh, no, you are more than welcome. <laughs> right, so make sure that you give us a follow. It's at Chuffed Podcast. If you're not already, it's on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for stopping by and taking a listen. Follow me on socials with at Chuffed Podcast. And one more thing. Do you feel warm and tingly with a big smile on your face? <gasps> ah, my friend, you are Chuffed.